In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. How slow of heart you are to believe Jesus sighs in exasperation to Cleopas and another disciple on the road to Emmaus. And it is strange that they are so slow to believe that he could have risen, so slow to recognize him, considering that they know him so well, and considering that he told them more than once, mind you, that he would suffer, die, and rise again three days later. And now, now the first part of that has happened. Jesus died, just as he said he would. What's more, on this very same day, the first day of the week, three days later, some women had discovered his tomb empty, except for two mysterious figures who announced that, surprise, Jesus had risen. No wonder Jesus is exasperated with these disciples. But in their defense, the last time they saw him, he was hanging on a cross. He was dead. So there's that. Also, there is something about the risen Jesus that is different, new, completely impossible, unexpected. And also in their defense, don't we all sometimes fail to recognize people we know or take a long time to recognize someone? I do. Just last week, I took my dog on a late afternoon walk. And as I was stepping out the door, I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror and said, it's okay, you won't see anyone you know. I'd been on a run earlier that day with a baseball cap on and hadn't bothered to do anything since and had changed into what we might euphemistically call loungewear, i.e. close to pajamas. I was a mess inside and out, but it was okay because I wouldn't see anyone. At the park, though, I caught a distant glimpse of what looked like it could have been a, a priest I know, someone I admire greatly and count as a friend, but he was out of uniform. He was wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and this was a park, not a church, and truth is, I didn't really want to stop, and I definitely did not want to be seen like I was. So I chose not to take a closer look or a slower look, not at least until we passed again and both looked up and rest recognized each other, and it was good to see him. It was good to be stopped and to talk and to meet his dog. Maybe, like me, like many of us, Cleopas and this other disciple simply weren't paying attention or didn't want to be interrupted. Maybe they couldn't see through their expectations, or maybe they couldn't see through their sadness or their guilt. 
After all, they had failed Jesus in his hour of need, and in dying, he seems to have failed them too. But we had hoped he was the one to redeem Israel, they tell the stranger walking with them. We had hoped. They had hoped. They had dared to hope with all they had. And their hope had died with Jesus. Now they're leaving Jerusalem and all that Jerusalem means for Jesus and his disciples. They're giving up, it seems. And maybe they don't want to be seen like that. Maybe they don't want to be recognized not like this. We know something about this too, don't we? Something about crushed hopes. It hurts so much that we may decide to play it safe and never hope like that again, to avoid ever being disappointed like that again. Cynicism can seem so much safer and easier if we're cynical about our country, about the church, about the problems we face, if we're pessimistic about the possibility of good or healing or reconciliation, then we don't have to do anything about it, do we? There's nothing we can do, we've already decided. And so it may seem quite reasonable to choose negativity or complaint. It may seem so much more sensible to stay in sadness or despair or pessimism that we have come to know rather than to enter into a new, changed, different life and world. So maybe the disciples are just being sensible, just being reasonable and being so slow of heart to believe. Maybe they're just protecting themselves from hoping again, and that's why they don't recognize Jesus, the very source of their hope. But still, they keep doing what Jesus showed them, what they did with Jesus. They invite him to stay and share a meal, and then, finally, they see. Finally, they see, because Jesus kept at it. Jesus didn't give up on them. Jesus walked with them and talked with them and stayed with them and broke bread with them. They recognized Jesus because Jesus recognized them and stayed with them. And it was only when they recognized Jesus with them that they could dare to hope again. Only once they knew Jesus was with them, only once Jesus was standing in front of them and making his presence known could they dare to hope again. Because friends, it takes courage to hope, doesn't it? It takes courage to hope. And it takes even greater courage 
and faith to hope again, to rekindle hope. It takes courage because once you've been hurt or disappointed, you know it can happen again. And it takes courage because hope, unlike cynicism or pessimism, hope demands something of us. So does recognition, for that matter. When we recognize someone, when we recognize someone's humanity and dignity or their suffering, there is a demand placed on us. We have a responsibility, the ability to respond. And that might explain why sometimes many of us tend to rush past a homeless person on the street or someone in distress without pausing or taking a closer look, without taking the time to recognize them and the demand that their humanity places on us. When we recognize the risen Christ here among us, around us, in one another, in this world, even in ourselves, we do have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to life, to resurrection, to recognize resurrection and share the good news that Christ is risen. We have a responsibility to life after loss, despair, or grief. We have a responsibility when we see the resurrected Christ to hope again and to announce as they did, the Lord is risen indeed and he is with us. The Lord of life himself is here with you now. Amen.